All right, welcome to the P.O.'d podcast for this week. I am Joe. And I am Adam, and we're P.O.'d. At the movies. Always. Actually, we're going to probably talk a little lovingly about movies this week as we discuss horror films and some of our favorites. Just whisper in their ears about how much we love them. Sweet nothings, if you were. That was my scream of my blood curling scream but I whispered it. Oh, I see. I see. I was I was afraid for you. <laughs> so uh it's before so we get bad. into horror horror or movies horror get any recommendations for this week bud? Uh yeah, actually um as last time um I decided to do one show, one movie. So this week my, I'm going to stick with my theme. I'm going to recommend it and not recommend it. Okay. <laughs> Independence Day. Oh. Uh, got to watch that. Um, 20 years later, um, the film went in some cool directions um, as far as uh, progressing the story. Um, how the movie was done, though? Here's a big question. Not well. And I, I ask this also of Star Wars. How do you make a movie... 20 or 30 years later, and it looks worse than the original as far as special effects go. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, the, the concept of, you know, the actual frame of going for 20 years was good. It was neat. It was cool. A lot of good stuff. Sure. Did they do the movie poorly? Was the acting shoddy? Was there, was the plot so-so? Yeah. Um, have you seen it? Yes. Okay, so, I mean, it could have been a whole lot better, right? Yes. It wasn't horrible, but they could have done a lot of things to capitalize on. So, but I, once again, I enjoyed it because it kind of brought back a little bit of nostalgia of 96. 96, we were what, freshmen in high school? I think we were in eighth grade when that movie came out. Oh, okay, so even so, I mean, back then it was just a really cool film, you know? Um, And so I, I I enjoyed it. But it's not. It's kind of like one of those guilty pleasures because you're like, I shouldn't, but I do. Oh, what the original? So, no, this one. Oh, this, this one. one. This one. No, the original was good. I like the original. Um. Uh. So that, there. That's my movie recommendation. Um. Go watch it. Tell us what you think. And a TV show, Ink Master. Um. Uh. Got to watch some of those, and so going with the theme of kind of the television shows I do watch, uh, History Channel, and. Uh, a lot of other. Uh, um, uh, it sounds like you watch a lot of reality TV. Um, yes and no. I don't take it for reality because it's always more dramatic than it really is in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even people are coached on what to say and how to say it, how to bash people. And some of them are so, even scripted. So exactly. So I don't see it as reality TV. But uh, we talked last time about um, just taking a craft and use, doing something with your hands, and sure. this is artistic. Uh, watch people artistically. Um, it's a really fun one. So, uh, Ink Master, my wife really likes it. That's one we get to connect with. So, perfect. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What about you, big guy? Um, the first one is a definitely, well, I'm not going to say definitely, right? But I don't recommend it. Uh, I watched Sausage Party. Oh, the movie. Yes. It is not good. I didn't figure it'd be good. Um,. It's funny. Some of it's funny. It's like it's kind of funny to watch cartoons cuss. You know, I found I found that to be funny because it looks so like cute. a Pixar movie. Right. 
you know, but they're saying the worst things. But they go on to basically condemn religion to say that it's stupid, that there's just definitely no God and that um, you should just give in to all your baser instincts. And it ends with all these food items having a massive orgy. So if that's what you're into. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like one I'd end up shutting off and not finishing. Uh, yeah, it was, it's not good. Gotcha. So. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Watch it under those circumstances, I guess, with that, with that glowing recommendation. If you still want to watch it after I said that, go for it. I really don't care. That glowing recommendation. Uh, Mm. and the thing I would recommend, um, I know I talked about it a few weeks ago, but is American Horror Story, the new season. Um, it was, I said a few weeks ago that it's probably their weakest season, but they've made a couple, like, interesting twists halfway through, and I highly recommend it now. Mm. It's very interesting. Uh, I didn't see it coming, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, the newest season of American Horror Story, and that kind of fits because we're talking about horror this week. Hmm. I don't cool. know how familiar you are with uh, American Horror Story. Um, not at all, hardly. I think I watched five or ten minutes of the hotel one one time. Okay, and it was more dialogue than any kind of like like scenes. I could tell you what was happening. I know they're in like the concierge part of the hotel, and it was a mother and a son mm-hmm. going back and forth. And the son, he was somebody I knew. Yeah, that's Matt Bomer. He's from lots of things. Yeah, Matt Bomer. He's uh, um, from the uh, that one movie or show. White Collar? Um, yeah, White Collar. We used to watch that all the time, dude. We really liked that one. Yeah, he was from there, and then his mom was Kathy Bates. Yes, 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 yes. That's the dialogue I picked up on. Other than that, I didn't watch too terribly much more of it. Not that it wasn't good. I just It just, just didn't. Well, uh, American Horror Story is an anthology series, which means it's not... While they might all take part in the same universe, there's a different set of stories every season. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, whatever. The first season was about a haunted house. The second season was about a asylum. You know, and it goes on and on. And they did Hotel last year. And this season is about a plot of haunted land haunted by the people who left Roanoke. Oh, okay. Um, and so... The cool thing they do, though, is they reuse all the actors. They add some here, and they've subtracted some there, but a lot of times, you know, they just reuse a lot of the same ones, like, uh, um, why am I spacing? Gaga's been in the last two seasons. Yeah. Uh, the big ones are Evan Peters. He's been in every season. And you'll know him as Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Okay. Not the uh, Avengers movie. Kathy Bates has been in every season, I believe. Wow. She's always great. Is she just a different character? Yeah, they play different characters every time. Oh, gotcha. Sarah Paulson's been in every season. Uh, Jessica Lang has been in quite a few seasons. She hasn't been in this season yet. But, like, they've got some big actors that come in there. Angela Bassett. Yeah, Jessica Lang. Off the top of my head. Don't know who that is. She's an older actress. She's you would you would know her if you saw her. Okay, I'll take the word for it. 
but they, you know, lots of uh, lots of big actors come in and out. Like Zachary Quinto was in a few seasons. Dylan McDermott has been in a few seasons. So, yeah, cool. It's a it's a fun show to watch. It's um, is it scary? I don't know. What about creepy? Uh, it's very gory. Oh, okay. The gore is amped up. Um, I don't really get scared by movies too much. Mm. So it's hard to say whether or not it's like horrifying. Yeah, that's why this week was tough for me. Like, no movies scare me, right? I mean, very few have ever scared me. Like, most of them, I'm just like, eh, really? Okay. Or be like, wow, that was a really loud cymbal crash. Sweet. I've I've been legitimately scared by a movie once, and it had nothing to do with the movie. Well, it had only part to do with the movie. We'll talk about that, though. So Perfect. So those are our recommendations. Want to just get right into the horror movies? Yeah, let's get into the horror movies. So I, we, we were going to talk a lot about probably a lot of horror movies, but we basically wanted Pretty to woman. pick a top three, right? Oh. Yeah, horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> Love Pretty Woman. That was such a great film. It's Gary Marshall. <laughs> Anyways. So let's just talk about our top three real quick, and then we'll just get into the genre as a whole and uh, maybe some other ones we might have liked and some we didn't like. So what are your favorites, buddy? All right, so my favorites, the ones I go to in the horror film, um, and we've talked about it, and I just have to well, may not see one of my films or even two of my films as a horror film, but it falls within that genre, I believe. And to me, uh, it's a certain kind of how they do a movie, not so much if you are scared by a movie. Uh, like things like people would say they're freaked, like the ring freaked people out. It wasn't scary to me at all, right? Because it's just it's fiction. I'm more scared well, by that than James Bond. So I appreciate the um, art of horror movies, so I can see how the ring was scary, but I, it wasn't it, scared by it. Exactly. I can see how it would scare the pants off somebody, but my brain talks in logic, right? My brain's like, could this ever happen? No. Then there's no reason to be afraid of it. Um, there's a reason why I'll pick If you tell me there's a tarantula in the room that cannot bite me or poison me, I would not be afraid of it. Just because logically, there's no reason to fear that thing at all. Sure. Um, so there's no reason for me to fear horror films um, because they can't happen. Um, other than the ones that are kind of creepy. But anyway, so my top three going... No particular order. One I found incredibly fun. I really like 13 Ghosts, the okay. modern one. Um, there was a 1960, um, but then there was another remake, and I don't know what year it was off the top of my head. Maybe, Joe, you can look into that while I explain a little bit. Um, when I watched this film, I love the fact that there was a history behind the ghosts. Um, it was really neat the way they did it. Is it the best ghost story ever? No, but how they built it, and I don't know if you remember when they were making this, they did exactly that. They built off of the ghosts, and it was really neat. So you pick up after the fact um, is when this film picks up, after these have already been all dealt with. So it was kind of neat. Really liked the concept. Um, Really thought a unique idea, putting on the glasses to be able to see the paranormal realm was really cool. I thought that was awesome. I'd buy a pair of those glasses. <laughs> um, probably not, because then I would fear. <laughs> um, 
so that was the first one. Second one, this was the only movie that legitimately creeped me out. Like, literally, I lost sleep over. Um, really? Event Horizon. Oh, Event Horizon. Yeah, no, 13 Ghosts, no. I didn't lose any sleep over that at all. <laughs> um, it was actually really cool. Um, but Event Horizon freaked me the right out. Um, and the reason is because um, I actually do hold to the belief of demonic possession um, in certain cases. So um, just the unknown of that, um, logically, there are recorded events of it. Well, uh, it wasn't exactly a demon necessarily. Right, but there is actual, I believe, recorded evidence of these things happening, and that freaks me out. The fact that um, there is something out there that could legitimately mess you up or hurt you or could just um, mess with your mind. And I'm not talking Constantine stuff, right? I'm talking legitimate, bonkers, um, demonic uh, possession, because I do believe in the realms of demons and angels. Um. Uh, so that was another one, and that dude. One did... I gotta say, I'm gonna interrupt. I love that movie, Event Horizon. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I liked it. The it end was... of the movie, Sam Neil goes absolute ten thousand degrees past where he's supposed to go. Right. Bonkers, and it's. I love it. Yeah, I think. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorites because it was done so well. It's my favorites because it's the only movie that has actually managed to scare me. Oh, yeah, I mean, it kind of freaked me out when I was young. When that movie come out, when we were like 12, 13? 13, 13 years old, I remember watching at Jeff Staley's house. And, man, I was just like, if Jeff hadn't been with me, there's no way I would have finished that film. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, my manhood was on the line, so I watched it. But uh, um, today, I'd watch it again, just because, once again, I realize it's a, um, it is a work of art. You know, it's cinematic, um, um, on-screen uh, liberty, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that was the only one I've ever been truly scared about. I've seen Jason and Freddy, and I've seen, um, I, I've seen parts of, I haven't seen the whole thing. We talked about the Babadook. Yeah, right? the Babadook. Um, but anyways. Uh, but I those, love the Babadook. So, it just don't scare me, man. Um, uh, but there are, there are some good movies out there. I really liked, and people are going to think I have this, like, obsession. I really liked when they, uh, when Michael Bay got his hands on the uh, Freddy series. Um, Not Freddy. Friday the 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th, Friday, or? Yeah, Freddy. Yeah, it was Friday the 13th, and it was a backstory. Oh, that's but, not Friday the 13th. That's no, Nightmare what, on Elm Street. Nightmare, I'm sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street. I enjoyed that one. That one was really good. Um, and I really? What, yeah, I thought they were. They took the story with it. I, it was different for a change, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah. Um, I liked it. But anyways, so I mean, I watch them, but this is the least watched genre for me, probably, just because it's always rinse and repeat. And I'm not saying action movies aren't like that, but I just don't connect with them like I do with action movies. So um, to say that they always follow a certain uh, outline or series of events um, would have to disclaim any movie I've ever enjoyed, because that's all everybody ever does. Rom-coms, actions, dramas. You know, whatever. And then the third one is uh, my third one. Let's see. We did 13 Ghosts already, right? We mm-hmm. did Event Horizon. And my third one is just because it's fun and it's awesome. It was a genius film, Zombieland. Yeah, who doesn't love Zombieland? And I cannot wait till they come out with a second one. I'm a little worried because they could ruin it. <laughs> but uh, they it should be awesome again. It Absolutely. Be, yeah. So those are my three. And Zombieland, I shouldn't have to... I, I have to explain the other ones because they're not very well known these days. You know what I mean? 
But anybody who's anybody in the last 10 years has seen Zombieland, so... Were you aware that in the original Zombieland, it was supposed to be Patrick Swayze and not Bill Murray? Did not know that. But Swayze went and died. He died Couldn't be in the movie. Huh. I wonder, what would that scene look like? <laughs> Being different like that. I don't know. Has Swayze ever done something like They probably would have took it in a totally another direction. Has he done a comedy? No, like, well, just that kind of, uh, that kind of portray for a character. I don't know. He was, I don't know. I wonder if they would have told, went a totally different way. I wonder if they went the certain way they did with Murray because it's Murray. You know what I mean? I think I it's more natural that it was Bill Murray. Right. Well, I'm just saying, I wonder if it would have went a, just a different way, like a different scene. Instead of showing up at Patrick Swayze's mansion, him dressed up like a zombie, if they would have showed up at Patrick Swayze's backwater house dressed up as, you know, uh, uh, stinking uh, roundhouse and, like, throat-kicking zombies in the... Roadhouse. I wonder if they would have just done something else. You know what I mean? Um, that I don't know. Cool. I could see that. Playing on, uh, spoofing on his Roadhouse character and him kicking zombies in the throat and ripping out. <laughs> throat rip. That'd be, yeah, that'd be, that'd be hilarious. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, that's all. Oh. I like that movie too a lot. Um, all those actors have gone on to uh, greater heights of fame and fortune since then, so it, it'd be an interesting... It'd be interesting if they can actually get it done to actually get it made. Yeah. Plus, you know, any movie with Woody Harrelson in it, I'm up for. Woody Harrelson's awesome. He's hilarious. He's, he's the best he's, around. He's <laughs> he's another one that's got some pretty good depth to him, too. You know, a lot of people oh, see yeah. him as this jokester, but he's got some good depth to him, man. He's a phenomenal actor. Oh, he's very good. And, like, if you want to watch an acting class, just to how you're supposed to act... And what chemistry is supposed to be like on screen? Just watch the first season of True Detective. I have not seen that show yet. Him and Matthew McConaughey put on a clinic in how to act and how to be good and how to have chemistry with your co-star. Cool. Dude, it's... Ugh. Plus, it's excellent. It's very Lovecraftian. It's kind of... It's like a Lovecraftian type of horror thriller. Um, that's It's all in the subtext, so... It's not. It's cool. not overtly horror. It's interesting though. Cool. All right. So, what are yours? Um, my top three are. One is quite obvious. Uh, the Exorcist. I've been talking oh. about the TV show for weeks. Um, okay. I thought you were going to go with another one. All right. Go ahead. I love The Exorcist, man. Yeah. It's creepy. The little kid. And have you ever seen the movie? Yeah, a long time ago. I watched it. Have you? So you probably haven't seen the uh, extended cut. I have not. Yeah, they add some Regan stuff in there that's, like, insane. She crawls down the stairs backwards and stuff, and it's, like, creepy. Oh, wow. Um, Demonic Possession is, like, one of my favorite film genres, because, like you, I I think it exists, but I don't think it exists like that. But it's just, it's, uh, it's very interesting to view, you know, as an outsider. I don't know. We could get into the uh, logistics of it all some other time, I guess. But I do really enjoy the movie. I think the music in the movie is especially creepy. Mm -hmm. And I do like the fact that uh, you've got these Catholic priests who have, up until this movie, 
we're probably always portrayed as being holier than thou, but you've got these guys smoking and drinking and uh they're very flawed and it shows right uh more humanity to the right. men and of the cloth. Of pulling, instead of pulling from their self righteousness, they actually pull from their maybe uh inherited authority. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm I never like the holier than thou self righteous kind of portrayal. Sure. Port- portrayal. Portrayal of any character, but all right, go ahead. And in the in the TV show, when the, one of the guys is doing research on exorcisms, they actually talk about the movie, the events of the movie. It's in, in like a news article, and it's only on screen for a second, but it shows you that it's in the same world, so it's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, okay. Number two on my list is probably not expected, um, but Alien. Tell you what, yeah. When you said that to me, I was like, oh, that was really good. I wish I would have thought to go in that direction. Most people just think of that movie as sci-fi, but it is horror. It oh, is dude. a a great isolation against a monster horror movie. They got nowhere to go. They got nowhere to hide. They have no and way to it, stop this thing. Oh, and they're and they're in a totally not human uh, atmosphere, right? Right. I mean, you'd be comfortable in your own skin, maybe on planet Earth, dealing with something like this. Ugh. A little bit, but man, you're just oh, you could have I, help if you were on and, Earth. Uh, what's his in? Uh, what's his? Uh, uh, Bill Pullman, not Bill Pullman. Um, game over, man. That that's uh, aliens. Right, right, right. Bill but Paxton. The, Bill Paxton, dude. Yeah, it's kind of like a game over moment to win. Uh, you're not even in your own element. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> game over, man. Yeah, he's great in that movie. <laughs> he's great in a lot, a lot of things he does. Who doesn't like Paxton? But uh, yeah, Alien is up there for me. It's the monster's scary. It's almost... Even if you shoot it and it bleeds on you, you're going to get burned with acid and die. You know? And it... The reason why it's... Part of it's so frightening is because it's a xenomorph, which means it gets part of its DNA and part of its shape from you. You know? The facehugger gets you and plants its eggs and it steals your DNA and it creates something like you. Right. So it's it's like a mutated human that's coming after right. you. Right, and that's kind of neat because they even did AVP, you know. Um, <laughs> horrible, but they took that idea. It doesn't <laughs> matter what bonds with it becomes this. comes part of it, right? Yeah, I like that. Like in uh, Alien 3, the alien is part cow. Yeah. So it's not human in that one. but Squirting milk all over the place. Yeah, just oh. horrible. <laughs> But uh, I really enjoy the movie, and it is, as far as horror movies go, the music is good, the tension's built well, um, and you know, you just got space truckers trying to defeat an alien. It's great. <laughs> and for my third movie, it's probably my favorite horror comedy of all time. I think it is better, well, more well done, better well done, than uh, Zombieland, and it's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It is a complete spoof of horror movies. It flips it on its head and goes backwards. Um, the protagonists are viewed as the antagonists from the side of the douchey teenagers who usually get murdered in horror movies. Right. It's all flipped around. And uh, the guys who are supposed to be the killers are actually the victims. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Um, I was thinking about it. I'm trying to recall a lot of it. I remember seeing it and. Um, I really liked it too. I thought it was really good. I, I it was a, a by chance 
I went to watch something on Netflix. It wasn't loading right, so I went to that one instead. And I was like, this is really, really good. I it's like hilarious. It. it is It is pretty funny. It is a lot like, I mean, if you go in the same realm as Zombie Land. Oh, it's a horror um, comedy for sure. Right. Um, I was fighting between, when I picked Zombie Land, I was fighting between uh, Ash and the Evil Dead, right? Oh, yeah. Um, because they kind of, they have a lot of fun with the horror f- genre too. Um, and then uh, there was another one. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, Shaun of the Dead's up there for me. Yeah. So, um, but Zombieland wanted out just because it was a lot more fun and playful, I think. It was a little lot more, um, but what every, and this is a side note, you know what ticks me off about every single zombie film, right? What's that? The weapons they use. Every film ticks me off. Makes me mad. Why? Why? Because you have like, oh, I'm going to get a double barrel shotgun, right? When headshots count. I'm like... That's a horrible weapon. Horrible. Why do you not see any AR-15s, M16s, AK-47s that have 30 rounds? Instead, you got shotguns with two blasts, or or even if you want to take a, a baseball bat. Really? A baseball bat? For real? Most people couldn't swing hard enough to cause blunt force trauma to the head. Now, I think a katana is probably your best bet. Katana would be nice, but still, I'm just like... Lightsaber. Oh. It ticks me off. Like, Walking Dead, he walks around with that stupid six-shooter. Oh my gosh. Oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> well, he's also has a hatchet. Yeah, but still, trade that crap in, man. Get something with like I man, I got an XD with that. It's got twenty shots in it. <laughs> Six or twenty. No. Nah. Anyway. But that's that's well, just a personal thing. It's just it, they always do it. but I think they purposely stay away from that stuff just for uh um Yeah. Just for yeah. Anyway, to be fair, in the Walking Dead comic book, they mo- almost exclusively use blunt weapons and hand-to-hand weapons. That's crazy. Everybody's That's got a machete. Um, and in fact, if you get into the timeline they're in now, which is a huge leap forward um, from where they're at in the show, it's like years later. They're basically all using katanas. Tell you what, I'd be like that guy from Tremors. I forget his name, but he's got that bunker. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> De- Earl or. No, Earl was the brother. I know who you're talking about, though. <laughs> Reba McIntyre's husband. Right, yeah. I'd be that guy. <laughs> Get an elephant gun? <laughs> right. No, but I'm just saying, I'd have a stockpile of weapons, dude. I'd have, like, 911s on my thighs. I'd have, like, Glocks in my waist. I'd have an AR-15 on my back, an AK-47 in my hand. Oh, dude, I'd go out. Yeah, I'd, Anytime I went out, I could kill up to 500 zombies every time I went out. <laughs> There you go. I'd wipe out the population of Los Angeles inside of six months. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Anyways, if they were zombies, if they were zombies. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> as far as zombies movies go, I, you know, people are going to argue about what's a zombie and what's not. Is it a virus or is it a real zombie like the George Romero zombie? Um, Shaun of the Dead's up there. I like the the Romero movies, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, the Zack Snyder remake was probably Zack Snyder's last good movie. Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. That was what, 2001 or something like that? That was older, yeah. Probably 04, 05, somewhere around there. No. But, Crazy uh... Kid. Um... Wow. Now I'm spacing on it. But, yeah, zombie movies are, are one of my favorite genres. I do love The Walking Dead. I believe the comic book's better... Because they uh, get to explore a lot more. But the show's pretty good. 
I think the show is a is going to be a cornerstone in the future of American television because you go from a episodic nature of television where you have to have a start and a stop to every week to The Walking Dead, which allows it takes a whole season to get somewhere. Like basically nothing happens. And without the success of The Walking Dead, we wouldn't have shows like Game of Thrones, which allow for you to tell just part of the story every week. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that as far as uh, the change in uh, in television, I think The Walking Dead had a lot to do with it. Very brave new world. Right. Uh, so got to love zombie movies. Um, I, I love horror movies. I love watching them. I'm, I have a sickness, I think. Whether it's like the Paranormal Activity movies... Which I I do I did enjoy, or you know, yeah, um, it was all right. I I only watched one of the Paranormal Activities. I don't know if it was the first or the second one. Um, which one was it? Where she kind of gives up her um, to have a kid? She does like the deal with the. I don't remember. Yeah, I know that there's a there's what's happening on the screen, and there's the larger B story underneath all the movies, and they're all connected. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. I really enjoyed uh, The Conjuring, the first one. The second one sucked. Mm-hmm. I like the Insidious haven't, movies. Haven't seen those. Insidious? Yeah. They're good horror movies. They're jump scare movies. I like them a lot. Mm, okay. Uh, and there's movies like Oculus, which sucked. Haven't seen that. Tell you what one did was up there almost. Um... Uh, the Right. Have you seen The Right? Yeah, The Right with Hopkins. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, good Demon Possession one. movie. Yeah, and like I said, I don't often... Oh. know what? It's a good, fun one. It was a remake. It was just fun. It wasn't good. I shouldn't say that. Uh, American Wolf in Paris. Back in like... Oh, yeah, it was okay. Eight or something like that, 99? Yep. Yeah, that was a fun one. Now, here's a movie that I probably should have had on my top three because it is the one of the... Shining? No. Okay. It's one of the best horror movies ever made, okay? It's called The Taking of Deborah Logan. I believe it was on Netflix. It might still be. 2014. Wow, the cover even looks a little creepy. Tell you what, I was surprised you didn't have on there, dude, was 28 Days Later. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, The Taking of Deborah Logan. It's no longer on uh, Netflix, but it used to be. Boy, oh boy, dude. Is it good. Uh, elderly woman battling with Alzheimer's disease agrees to let a film crew document her condition. But is it Alzheimer's? But would they discover something far more sinister? Yeah. And there is a, a pretty horrifying reveal near the end of the movie that's massively disgusting and kind of cool. But And it is a movie. It's not a proclaimed true story. Correct. It's a movie. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's not Alzheimer's. <laughs> but I'm looking at a... Uh, a register, I guess, or a uh, list of the top 100 horror movies of all time on Hit Fix, and some okay. of these are real good. Like The Shining is up there for me. I know Stephen King hates it for whatever reason, but uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick's was was a genius. His uh, spiral, just watching Jack Nicholson spiral into nothingness, into insanity, is kind of uh, cool. When I I, my first viewing of this movie was bad. Like, I heard about it 
and everybody talked about it, right? I mean, 1980, that's a year before I was born. Sure. Right? And by the time Scott Parker convinced me to watch it, he's like, oh, it freaked me out. You'll be so scared. We should rent it. And uh, it was so messed up, dude. And I just watched it. And I'm just like, it's just this guy going berserk, you know? It wasn't like a horror. I mean, I get it, what they did with it. But he tried to scare the pants off me before I actually saw it. So when I saw him, I was like, eh. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, somebody building up to the Gemini being the best roller coaster in the world. Then you ride it, and you're like, mm, yeah, it's good. But it's, eh. anyway. It's very, very different from the book. Um, the movie basically just shows him going insane. Right. But the reason why he kind of goes insane, and the reason why he has trouble, and the reason why he abused Danny, which they, they don't really talk about in the movie, about how he hurt Danny when he was younger. Right. And the reason why they needed this new change and is because Wendy finally took him back is because uh, Jack Torrance has The Shining, just like Danny does. Mm. And that's why Jack Torrance was talking to the ghost at the bar. Mm. You know, it it does it only makes sense if you realize that he has the shining too. And then actually, he becomes the hero at the end of the movie or at the end of the book. He actually saves the, his well, family from the ghost. That's ghosts. probably why Stephen King doesn't like it. That's part of the reason. But I, <laughs> as far as like a film goes, I think it's ab- absolutely haunting. Right. Just there's the scenes where Jack Nicholson's just staring, and the madness is just like. Yeah, he's just got a creepy face, too, so it works. It does work, but you that's know, one of my actually, faves. You know, somebody who couldn't, like, you couldn't ask, like, Ben Stiller to do that. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see some of the other ones on this list. Aliens on there. The Thing, which is a movie we've dar- we've already talked about. Right. Psycho. I thought about putting that one down. Yeah, Psycho's up there. Uh, the, the 1978 Halloween, the original, right? Right. I really enjoy that movie, too. Jaws. Did you ever see Jaws as a horror film? Yeah. I saw I saw it as an action. I think it's a horror film. Oh, huh, okay. Um, if they had shot it the way they originally wanted to, with all of the footage of the shark, which they weren't able to get, right. it would probably be more of an action movie. But because you don't see the, the shark. Maybe because we lived in a freshwater area, I didn't care. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Poltergeist, 1982. Yeah. That's a good movie. Carrie was another one that was up at the top of my list to do. Yeah, Carrie's pretty good. Uh, the remake was actually decent, too. Yeah, I never saw it. Oh, on your list, 18, American Werewolf in London. That's crazy. But I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, the Omen, have you seen The Omen? Yeah, The Omen's pretty good. It's, uh, you know, little Damien, who's the Antichrist. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't want to be his nanny. That's right. for sure. Uh, here's a movie that's, I think... There's a, a duo of them. Um, 2008, Let the Right One In. And then there was the American remake. Uh, what was it called? Let Me In. Yeah. Uh, I've, the, oh. They're both very good. Um, I think the American remake's a little bit better, actually. But it's a vampire movie. I don't know if you've ever seen them. No. They're very, very, very good. Um, the Let the Right One In is a Swedish movie, and it uh, it delves in a little deeper into the sordid sordidness of the fact that this young girl is a vampire, and uh, there's some kind of, uh, I don't know how to say it. it. It almost seems like child molestation kind of view, but mm-hmm. even though this, this young girl is actually, I don't know, who, who knows, 70, 90, 100 years old. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. So going through your list, I'm just going to spurt some of these out because this is kind of a faves, right? I mean, sure. I know we did our three faves. The Descent, you ever seen that? The Descent's up there for me. Oh, dude, I first saw that. That was one I really enjoyed, too. Um, and then there was one more I saw on here that I haven't seen, and I wanted to ask you about, The Fly. Yeah, The Fly is okay. I haven't it's seen it. It's a Cronenberg it. movie with uh, uh, Jeff the Body Goldblum. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've heard a lot about it. I've seen bits and pieces here and there on television, but I've never watched it. Uh, I believe it's a remake from an earlier film. The Cronenberg version is very Cronenberg. It's gross. It's like the uh, special effects are disgusting to look at. <laughs> like the like the thing? Kind of like, well, it's worse than the thing as far as like really? how disgusting it is. Yeah, But Cronenberg's known for doing that. So. Oh, okay. Here's, here's something we can talk about. All the Evil Dead movies. Right. Now, you've got Sam Raimi, who is a very distinctive director, and he, he makes a movie with his buddies out in the woods. And then they make the second one, which is basically a remake of the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does really well. And it adds a little comedy in there. And then they go full-blown comedy with the third one, which is Army of Darkness. Right. That's the one I, I enjoy. I like them all. but And now they've got they've done something incredibly amazing. And this has stood the test of time for so long that they've actually got a hit TV show out of it. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell is back. And, I want to see it. but Oh, it's very good. It's it's fun. Um, I believe the last episode he got attacked by a zombie butthole. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> they're, uh, they're pushing the limits, man. And it is a lot of fun to watch. And it's fun because Bruce Campbell hates getting covered with blood, but every episode he's just getting covered with blood. <laughs> funny. Uh, uh, have you ever seen the 78 Invasion of the Body Snatchers? I have not. Nope. <laughs> There's a pretty horrifying scene where Donald Sutherland's just making this noise. It's pretty scary. Now, if you want to, like, take horror genre out of the, the, the mix, right, and ask me if I've seen the movie, majority of the time I have, right? More than I haven't but you go to horror genre and ask me if I've seen it, I probably have not. Um, what about Silence of the Lambs? I've seen it, yeah. But I would, I would, I'd consider that one like a drama. Um, I well, would consider it horror. It's the very first horror movie I ever saw. I was probably, I don't know, when did it come out? 91? So I was, yeah. I probably saw it that year. I was way too young to watch it. <laughs> you know, we've mentioned The Ring which got a lot of talk because of its scariness, but I didn't find it that scary. Yeah. The Descent's up there for me. Oh, Seven. I would I would more put that in as like a serial killer crime movie, but I guess it kind of qualifies as horror. Yeah, see, I, yeah, there's some things on this list that you told me about. It's a great list. Um, they got Deliverance on there. I want to put that in horror. Um, well, I don't know, man. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I was in the south and I heard a banjo, I'd be pretty scared. I'd be pretty darn scared. <laughs> Squeal like uh, a piggy. Nope. Nope. You got a purring mouth. Yep. Um, Final Destination. Didn't see that as a horror. I saw that as like a funny slash spoof. Well, of. you know, that came after Scream, and Scream's up there for me. It was a spoof. Scream's, Scream's not even on this list, dude. Yeah, it is. Number 49. Oh, is it? Oh. It's a spoof of horror movies. 
that ends up being a horror movie that King Kong is great. I guess back in the day, King Kong first introduced to cinema could be like the horror film, but I don't see it the other. Um, um, the Frighteners. That was a fun one. Did you ever see that? <laughs> With uh, Michael J. Fox? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. And everybody says that's horror, but I'm like, that eh, was a fun one. That was pretty cool. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Now, here's here they have number 74 on this list is The Others. I absolutely hated that movie. Um, 74, The Others. That's Kidman? Who is yeah, it? Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um... I guess uh, Centipede. Human Centipede. Have you seen that? No, I haven't bothered to watch people get daisy-chained together. I haven't either, but I heard it's kind of like jacked up, like messed up. I yeah, don't I don't I don't really want to see someone's mouth get sewed to another person's butthole. Although if you want to watch something funny, there's a uh, pretty hilarious Keen Peel skit where there's like this guy getting coffee and he sees another dude sitting at a table outside the coffee shop and he's like, Barry, is that you? And the guy at the coffee at the table is like, don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. He's, he's really awkward. And he's like, it's me. It's me, John. Remember we were in a human centipede together? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really, really funny. Awkward and funny. But yeah, you know, this list is okay. Um, the Conjuring's on there, which I'm happy about. It's a, it's a really good horror movie. Poltergeist. But, uh, oh, The Signal's on there. That movie's okay. And everybody loves It Follows, number 99 on the list. It wasn't good. It Follows. Isn't that the one, like, once you do something, it kill- follows you and kills you or something like that? It, it's passed on through sex with another person, I believe. Right, or a kisser. Yeah. And then you get the honorable mentions underneath. The Babadook's on there. Insidious is on there. Those are both really good. The All Babadook. Right. I don't see the blob in here. Steve McQueen's a blob. Where in the world is it? I don't think it's deserving to be on this list, buddy. <laughs> Teasing. But something that they make a lot of nowadays, which they they probably made a lot of in the 80s too, is horror movies. And because they're cheap to make, and they usually get good returns. Yeah, I think people are fun. I think sometimes people want control. They want to be scared in a control manner. Oh, hey, look at it. Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, Gremlins is a good movie. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, yeah, uh, the hitch, the 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 hitcher, the hitcher, yeah, oh, that used to play sad. on like USA Network almost every weekend at like four in the morning. <laughs> oh, here we go, the revitalization of the splatter horror genre. Saw. Yeah, yeah, well, that scared me. Chucky. <laughs> yeah, well, Chucky did scare me when I was a kid because I had a My Buddy doll. Yeah. And my brother told me that it would come to life like the Chucky doll and kill me. Yeah, that was a nice of them. Yeah, I cut its head off. Predators 2. What? So here's one that's good, okay? 2008's The Strangers. And there's nothing horrifying. There's no supernatural element to this movie. It's just people who who kill the people. And the thing that was kind of... This one actually had an aspect of it that was frightening because Liv Tyler, I believe, is the actress in the movie. What? What is it called? The, the Strangers. Strangers? Yep. Um, Liv Tyler asks him, why are you doing this to us? And they just answer, because you were home. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember that. And that, that's frightening. Yeah. You know, because 
there's no rhyme or reason to some of these people, and that could actually happen. You know, people could just, you know, if they were on a kill spree, they could find you and kill you. Hmm. You know? Yeah. They might not like what they find if they came into our houses. Right. Because we're both large men with guns. <laughs> <laughs> and and pent-up aggression of 35 years. Sure. <laughs> you know? And we'd fight very hard for to protect the things that we have. Right. You know, vis-a-vis our family. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Liv Tyler. Scott Speedman wasn't uh, there to protect you. Didn't he go through some kind of big issue? Like, wasn't he arrested or something? Scott Speedman? Who knows? Uh, All I know is he's the one who's going to bring the lichens and the vampires together forever. Oh, no, not him. Okay, yeah, he's uh, he was on Felicity. Rachel watched that show forever. Yeah, like, Felicity. What oh, he sucked. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I hated that show. So, now that we've talked about a lot of movies we like and some that we don't like, what do you think about horror movies as a genre in general? I mean, do you think that if you're going to sit there and, like, pick a movie, obviously you probably wouldn't pick horror. Right. But, like, what do you think about them as far as, like, contributing to film? I think we contribute a lot to film in multiple ways. I think, one, you look at a lot of people get their start in horror films. Sure, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Right. I mean, a lot of them get it started because, one, I think it doesn't take much for people to – I shouldn't say it doesn't take much. I think it's easier, a baser – it's a baser human human instinct to to copy fear and to put it on the screen. You know what I mean? Um, As as opposed to asking somebody to uh, do like a a romance movie, right? The chemistry has to be there. People have to act real, the the movements and everything else with horror – I think you get kind of I think you get kind of anything goes, you know what I mean? Because everybody responds different when they're when they're afraid. Um so I think a lot of people get their start in it. I don't think it is as taxing to do a horror film. I wouldn't imagine as it would be to do uh, another type of film, you know what I mean? Okay. Maybe not. Maybe you Um just... I watch a lot of horror movies and I have to say that there are really really good horror movie actors and there are really really bad ones. Right, and I think the the average thing is that everybody, I don't want to say the average, but, you know, the whole overextended scream, right? Like, okay, that was very dramatized. I think people are expecting that to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people let that go. You know what I mean? Like bad acting, a horror movie, because it's kind of expected now. Maybe not now. It's just more of a expectation. So there, I... So that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, why it, a lot of people get their starts in it. I think the other reason why they add a lot to it is a lot of special effects. A lot of special effects come out of horror films, I feel. You know what I mean? Sure. Makeup, um, stuff like that. So I oh, think it's, it, it's an art form. It is. And I think uh, I think it carries over to other things, you know. Um, and if you got some, uh, if you got like a producer or... A director that really enjoys that, it translates easier after a horror film because it's not as involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you got that. Um, but so, I mean, I, I think it contributes a lot to the whole cinematic history of films. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also kind of taboo. You know, I almost think like and stop me if I'm wrong here. Um, 
I think it's almost shunned by the rest of the movie community in a lot of ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it is just because maybe it is easier to do. A lot of people think it's a joke. Right. Or maybe it's just easier to do. And if you want to do something great, I mean, when's the last time a horror film won an Academy Award? I never, but I don't think that's why they do them. Well, but that's what I'm saying. I think that's why it's shunned. I think there's a lot of reasons why there are a lot of good movies out there. I just don't personally resonate with it. I don't think they do it poorly. I don't think they suck. I just don't personally want... I don't wake up and be like... And probably because, like, there is no way in a hundred million years Rachel would ever watch any of these films we've just talked about with me. Oh, yeah, Shannon's the same way. She won't watch them with me. But And so I think it'd be different to be able to, like, sit down and enjoy it with somebody else, you know? Um, and I like watching at- them alone in the dark, so... Here's well. Here's the thing. I think <laughs> that would help. It's kind of like um, um, I have a friend, right? He's into wine. He knows everything there is to know about wine, and I know nothing about wine, right? Mm-hmm. And so he'll sit down and he'll educate me. I guess he'll tell me why he likes it. It's good listening to it, and I have a better appreciation for it. Do I drink it? No. Um, do I partake? No. But I have a better appreciation because he enjoys it. It's kind of like cigars with me, right? Um, it's just better to be able to express that with somebody else. Um, so I think it'd be better to sit down with somebody who knows the horror genre a lot better and to walk me through, not to walk me through, but at least show me the fine points. Cause I, I feel at this point in my life, I'd come off very biased. <laughs> like sure. that's stupid. That's dumb. That's not real. And I know it's not meant to be like that, but. Oh yeah. Well, um, I can like, see this stuff written on the wall. Like I watch the credits and I pretty much have a feeling like I know what's going to happen. The things that I look for in a horror movie are, are they doing the music right? Right. Is, it, I think is the tension being built too obviously with the music? Because you can always know when the jump scare is coming because you get that, that minor chord going in the background, right? And you know that and as it gets louder, it gets louder, it gets louder. Where's the apex going to be? And that's kind of like you're turning the crank on the jack-in-the-box. You know that it's coming. Right. And that's one of the things that, I mean, we talked about it multiple times. Watch a horror film without the music. And I think that's what makes a good horror film is the music done well. But I think... Like, some of them depend on the music to scare you or the noise, not the actual, um, you know, somebody jumps around the corner all the time. Like, I walk through work, and I round a corner, somebody's right there in my face, and I'm not scared. I don't jump. I'm not even startled. I'm just like, oh, excuse me. You know what I mean? Um, Right, but the art behind trying to make you have a reaction, you know what I mean? They're playing with brain chemistry. And the other thing that's really good about horror films is, are the effects good? You know, that, that really plays into it. Um, and there's always a lot of foreshadowing in the colors that they use, in some of the things that the people might say at the very beginning of the movie. So if you pay real close attention to what these people are saying right. and maybe their circumstance in life, you'll get a you'll get a real clear picture about what's going to happen in the next 90 minutes. Right. And right. another thing that, I, like you talked about, is acting. There's some really good horror movie actors, and there's... And uh, the ones that do it really well, you know, I think Patrick Wilson is a great horror movie actor. He's in Insidious and The Conjuring, and those two franchises have been doing pretty well. And he's great in them. I think he's a great horror movie actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, I like him. And he's in Insidious, you said, right? Yeah. I have to watch that one. I like him, and I'm sometimes I'm more apt to watch something if I I like somebody, you know. 
So maybe I'll try the Conjuring or the Insidious. I really, really enjoyed the first Conjuring, and I really liked both Insidious movies. Right. So I would, you know, definitely give those a watch. Okay. So. So, and now this is one thing. Like, uh, I is it often that movies jump scare you? No. 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 Uh, the last movie that probably jump scared me wasn't even a horror movie. I don't even remember what it was, though. But what about this? Is there any horror movies that you saw a preview for that you, like, want to watch? Like the Ouija board movie that just came out. Were you nope. interested at all? Nope. No, I usually don't watch one that I'm like, oh, man, i got to watch that. I would say the last one, and I haven't seen all the way through, is The Duke, And that was years Bubba ago. Duke. I'm like, ah, oh, I need to watch that one. It's what good. was the what was a horror movie where people get trapped in the walls? It was like, don't go to sleep or don't close your eyes or don't fall asleep or something like that. I don't know. And these kids are plagued by um, night terrors, right? Okay. And, and the night terrors go far enough, it actually pulls you into the dream realm or you get stuck there and you disappear. So the movie is like, all these kids are disappearing. And the common denominators, all they all have night terrors. Well, if the night terrors progress enough after a certain age or something, I forget what it was. Okay. Um, the night terrors, the actual that the night terrors was another realm, and it would pull you, and you'd get stuck in the wall or stuck in, like, kind of in the wall, but it was a mirror to see into the other room, and all these dark hands would keep holding you back. I forget what it was. I watched it. It was pretty good. I forget what the name of it is, but. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of the movie that I just I watched recently called The Darkness. It's a Kevin Bacon movie. It's really bad. Don't watch that darkness. Okay. Um maybe the no, ninety three. There's one that uh that I saw the preview for that I really want to watch it's called Don't Breathe. With Stephen Lang. Okay. I really want to watch that movie. He's a blind oh, guy. I told, yeah, I told you about that. Yeah. Here I told when I did the time I did my uh um previews yeah yeah that one looks pretty good and then there's another one i just saw the preview for yesterday called looks like a horror to me that looks like a suspense from what i understand it's a horror movie oh okay (laughs) uh from what i've come to find out about what stephen lang does to those kids oh wow it's a horror movie but uh another one i just saw the preview for yesterday is called a cure for wellness it's a gore verbinski movie clever time. Uh, I would watch the preview. It looks nuts. Okay. Just nuts. A cure for wellness, huh? Yes. And I don't know if you're aware Gore Verbinski is. He's the guy who directed The Ring. Oh, okay. So he does have some horror background and then he did all the Pirates of the Caribbean, the first three. A cure for wellness, 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it looks messed up. <laughs> Which is what I love in a movie. Okay. I like I like when a horror movie doesn't give you all the information in the beginning. Like how I said, sometimes you can pick out pretty much what's going to happen. Right. Um, it Follows is one of those movies. Uh, there's, there's a few more that are like that. Like, I, I'm just not going to name them off the top of my head, but... Because there's probably too many rattling around. You gotta, you gotta find out what movie that was for me. Maybe hit one of your uh, your other uh, horror gurus up. To what movie that was? I was talking. What, what was about. it about? 
It was about kids having night terrors and they disappear, right? And somebody, one of the kids is older and they actually piece it together that the night terrors is like another realm and it comes to take them. Um, and they just disappear after a certain, I don't know if it's a certain age or if they sleep too long or what it was. But then once they're taken, they can actually see they're stuck in that realm, like in their room or wherever it was, looking outside, like almost through a two-way mirror. Um, How old is it? I, I would say it's done in the last 10 years for sure, about probably the last seven years. Well, there's a movie called They. Maybe. The plot centers on a group of four adults named Julia, Sam, Terry, and Billy and their experience with the phenomenon of night terrors and the impact they had on their lives as children. Right. And how they come back to haunt them as adults. Yeah. Maybe that's it. It's a Wes Craven movie. Maybe that's it. Starring nobody I know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Check it out on Wikipedia and read the plot and see if that might be it. So, but as yeah. for this podcast, um, is there anything else you'd like to say about horror movies? Let's see. We've talked about ones we like. We talked about some of the top ones according to critics. We've talked about ones we didn't like. We've talked about ones we might want to see. Anything else? No. Other than that, I mean, if there's somebody else out there that's got a great recommendation for something that's not uh, super popular, send it in. Where would they send that, Adam? They would send it to my house. <laughs> DVD or um, Blu-ray <laughs> the DVD, send any DVD you want to my house and I will watch it uh, no they could check us out on Twitter at the P-O underscore podcast P-O-E-D underscore podcast oh is that our like, Twitter handle isn't it I think I've been saying it wrong <laughs> that's funny that's, I think it's it, P-O underscore E-D podcast Oh, okay. Yep. P.O. underscore E.D. podcast. There you go. Shoot, we don't even go to our own podcast. Um, All right, our own Twitter. Um, They could also send it in an email, which is, Joe? P.O. podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, because everybody gets a Gmail email when you hit big time. Are, are we on Facebook, Adam? We are on Facebook. If you want to check us out on Facebook at the P.O. podcast. There you go. So yeah, just send in anything there, and we'd be glad to hear from our one or two listeners who might be listening. Check us out on Instagram in the uh, future when we get one. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, um, I love horror movies. Adam mildly likes them, and uh, you know, it's the scary time of year, right? It's Halloween. Right. So grab a... Hocus, hocus pocus. Freak me out, dude. Hocus pocus. <laughs> Grab a bag of popcorn, sit on the couch by yourself in the dark, and watch uh, Insidious. Perfect. I'll have to try that. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, uh, hmm. What do you want to do next time? We're going to start into the fall season, right? We're getting into November. I want to do Leap of Faith. Leap of Faith with Steve Martin? Yes, because for a couple of reasons. One, you know me, and I know you, and we're we dabble a little bit more. We don't dabble. Our life is based in the uh, um, in our belief in our faith system. Sure. So I like to approach it with that, but I also like to approach it from a comedy view. We haven't. I mean, I know we just got off of Happy Gilmore, but I want something that's a little bit controversial too. Um, and I feel like people like us, not like us, but Christians, they stare away from 
stuff like this because it does give a bad rep to our community, our fellowship. I think, well, I think of... Christians do that enough by themselves, so. Right, but, uh, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's why this film was made, <laughs> because of that. But I think I'd like to hit it for that reason. Sure. Um, Love the movie, not. too, so. Um, yeah, and Steve Martin, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer, you know? Oh, big time. Um, so I think it'd be good to tackle a Steve Martin film. And unless you rather, I was either thinking of that one or The Jerk, because I really wanted to do Steve Martin. Oh, let's do Leap of Faith. That's a good one. Cool. Sweet action, Jackson. All right, so join us next time for some Leap of Faith. And uh, yeah, enjoy some horror movies, and we'll talk to you then. Awesome. So for the PO Podcast, I'm Adam. I'm Joe. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yay! Ooh, could we do like a scary voice? Yay, Michael Bay. No, that's the trailer voice. Oh, sorry. Uh, how scary? Like Elmo? Ho! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Michael Bay! <laughs> I'm gonna murder you! <laughs> Is that scary? That was, that was disturbing. Not scary, disturbing a bit. Ho! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that mouth tickles! <laughs> Like that? (laughs) No? Still disturbing. Oh, okay. And not in the fact of it worried me, but I'm worried for you. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, well, cool, man. Well, thanks, Elmo. (laughs) 